We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number 67 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I am managing editor at Pixelkin.org and the mother of a four-year-old. I am joined by fellow mom and publisher of Pixelkin, Linda Brenneman. Hi there. And our resident dad, Stephen Deusman, who is the father of three and editor and founder of Engaged Family Gaming. Hi, Hi Stephen. Hello. How are you? <laughs> tough, back, tough back to school week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's what I have to say about back to school week. Blizzard, if you ever launch an expansion to World of Warcraft the day after school starts again, I will write you a sternly worded op-ed on a website you don't know exists. <laughs> <laughs> what a threat. That's it. Yeah. Because, um... Uh, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. tired. Yeah. I'm really tired. Um, but I'm gonna I'm not gonna phone it in today. I got I got papers. I got I got stuff to say. Nice. But but I am very tired Good because Legion spoilers is really freaking cool. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing online. But let's save that. You can talk about that. Yeah, and- we will talk about it later. I just that's that's the spoilers. Okay. Wait until the end, folks. I'm gonna tell you all the reasons why you actually should play Legion because you should. <laughs> um so i'm looking forward to that yeah this weekend uh up here in seattle it is pax west used to be called pax prime they changed it to pax west i guess i don't know they want the other places where they have pax not to feel like they're second rate or something anyhow people were west. confusing it with a transformer <laughs> that's all <laughs> right yes um so yeah, so that's happening uh, this weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I will be there all four days. I am only taking appointments for games that look really interesting to me so that I do not kill myself because I do, don't have my lovely former Pixelkin posse of Simone de Rochefort, Courtney Holmes, and Kizzy Young to help me. And, uh, and it's, an, it's going to be a thing where we're taking Anna again. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So my husband and I are doing trade-offs. So he's going to have her in the morning where, when I do appointments, and I'm going to have her in the afternoon when he does what he wants to do. So, so cool. yeah. Uh, so what are you going to go see? Um, can, okay, you, can you tell us the appointment, some of the, uh, yeah. the highlights? Yes, absolutely. So let me look at my calendar here. So I'm going to be going to the keynote. Obviously, the keynote is being given by Amy Hennig, Uncharted story mistress who is now working on a Star Wars game. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what she has to say. I can't and, imagine why you would want to see that. Not yeah, even, I know. <laughs> this is, I'm like, man, if I could think of something that doesn't say Nicole, it's that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That sounds like it's literally written for you. Yes. Yes. I've never gone to a keynote before. So I'm going to have to keep an eye on the, uh, the PAX lines. Twitter account to know like how soon I need to be outside the theater to do that. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Those lines can get crazy long. Yeah, there. the main theater though is not. It's not in the convention center. It's what's it called? Banaroya Hall. Is it where the symphony plays? Um, Benaroya, huh? Benaroya. Benaroya yes. Hall. I'm sorry. I've never been there. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been there. Um, but they're, yeah, so that's a, 
that they're huge, yeah, they're right? They're a big family in Seattle. Big uh oh, you know, okay. film philanthropic family. Benaroya. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm glad that I know that now. <laughs> yeah. But since the symphony plays there, I assume that the theater is pretty big. Um yeah, so. definitely. It's a beautiful theater. Yeah. Yeah, you'll like it. It's very cool. cool. Um okay, so that's Friday. Uh so Friday afternoon, I forgot. I'm seeing this game called 1979 Revolution, which I think is already out right now, but it's really interesting. It's a uh choice-driven uh adventure game, sort of in line with your Telltale type games, but takes place in 1979 in Iran and there yeah. are lots of historically accurate things going on in this yes. game. So, oh, wow. The game looks very super interesting. amazing. Yeah. Very, very appropriate for Pixelkin, I think. <laughs> uh, it looks awesome. So I'm really looking forward to checking that out. And then let's Can't see. wait to hear. Yeah. On Saturday, I am seeing this game called Crest, which is an indie game in which you play a god and you're overseeing a civilization based with the having them make their religion around you. So it sounds like it's a little bit of like civilization type thing, only you're a mm-hmm. god and you have to, you know, rely on your people down on the planet to worship you is and it, to stuff like that. So is it, it PC? It is PC, yes. That does sound super cool though. I love God games, populous, yeah. black and white, like a lot yeah. of those games were just really are really cool. So yeah. that sounds great. Yeah. I'm mad Look jealous. At- Mad jealous. <laughs> right. Nothing but hate um, coming from me. Yeah. Well, you'll, you'll learn all about it, Stephen. I know. I'm not going to be left out. I just, <laughs> I wish I was going to be there with you. That's all. Yes. Um, and then after that, Saturday morning, I, I don't know what the name of this title is because it's under embargo, but apparently is a typing game with lasers. So when that got sent I'm to in. me, I know exactly. I'm in. I, I cannot refuse to take a look at this game. So. I'm in. I'm in. But if it, the name is under embargo, so the name is under embargo, like literally, they won't even tell you. Yes, like literally, I, like the I PR person. Gotta, yeah, PR person sent me a note, and all of the titles that she's representing haven't been like announced, announced yet. So. Oh, all right. I thought yeah. it was like this one because if it was just that one, then either. So about the three of us, who wants to take a bet? Is there a cool license associated with this, or are they just being sticky? I think there's a cool license. Sticky, Sticky, me too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because there is. My husband brought it up to me after um, I talked about what I was seeing. Because apparently there's like typing of the dead or something like that, where you're typing in order to kill zombies. So um, his suspicion is that that's it's going to be kind of like that game. So we'll find out. I'm Um, down. Yeah. With lasers? Yeah. <laughs> I know, exactly. I was like, sign me up. I know. That's what I told the PR person. I'm like, I, I have to. There's no way that I can't. Um, so I'm, I'm still trying to picture that, you guys. Typing with lasers. Yeah, you don't I know. know. I yeah? don't know. She's, you're, oh, okay. Your managing editor is going to find out, and I am excited <laughs> to hear about it. I think that might be my, my most yeah. anticipated game of PAX, <laughs> PAX West. <laughs> Until um, I hear well, about more stuff. I'm a typist, so <laughs> make- play this game so um another game that i'm seeing is called urban empire and it is a kind of kind of civilization is too only with more like politics and whatnot involved where this family has made this this town through through age through the ages like it's a grandfather great-grandfather you know all that kind of stuff and apparently you as the player are trying to take over the town 
or rebuild it from them. And it's going to involve gameplay mechanics like getting the Senate to vote on things, getting initiatives passed and all that kind of stuff. So it looks, mm. looks pretty interesting to me. So yeah, we'll see about that one. Sounds educational. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. And then yeah. I'm on uh, Monday. I'm seeing a game called Burly Men at Sea, which there's all uh, already an article about on Pixelkin. Uh, Simone wrote about it like back when it was right. first announced. So it is a, it's an adventure game with three pirates or fishermen who decide to not fish anymore and go and go on an adventure. So we'll see. It's, it's really funny looking. Um, and you know, it's not super, it's, you know, 2D, just like hand drawn ish type art. There's nothing like crazy going on there. It's really simple. Um, and then I'm also seeing a game called Potions, a curious tale. I don't know if this is the one that you were talking about. Pax East, Stephen, but it's where you this, you collect ingredients and you get to craft your own potions to use to attack enemies. weren't you talking about a game is like this that? the one? Isn't this the one with uh, the, that was on Kickstarter with the the female developer? Maybe I want to think. I want to think Courtney wrote about it for you guys. Oh, okay, it sounds familiar. But Very quietly. Was, yeah, what was the game that you saw at Pax East that was like that? I remember you talking about it. Um, I have okay. no idea. <laughs> no worries. Very few games, honestly, very few games that I saw at PAX East had an impact on me to the point where I remember them now. And I think a large uh, part of that just comes to the fact that you only see them for a little bit. And I also played a lot of board games. So uh, I was split. Uh-huh. Yes, I understand. Uh, go listen to previous episodes of Gaming with the Moms. I know you talked about it. So let's <laughs> just to see i'm Um, sure i did i'm just (laughs) i forget stuff and then there there is a game i am trying to get an appointment set up for but their uh pr person is in australia so it takes them like two days to respond and we haven't been hitting like i said oh can i have this time and then they didn't respond so i booked that time and then he comes back with this time and i'm like no i'm already booked so i may just swing by their booth and harass them without an appointment but there's a game called orwell in which you are playing a uh, a CIA agent trying to fish out terrorists. But what's so cool about this game is that you're going to be going through fictional chat logs, Facebook pages, YouTube videos, everything like that, mm. and collecting information from these people and saving it into this database so that you can make a case about uh, arresting them or, I don't know, Maybe getting rid of them some some other way. I hope it's just a rest. Yeah, that sounds fun. I know. It's, it looks super cool. Yeah. So, like I said, I want to see that one really bad. They can't get me an appointment. I may just go harass them. So. Hey, hey guys. Exactly. I'm, show- I'm coming to visit. Yeah. <laughs> that got- usually works. Yeah. With the yeah. indies. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You just show up and do whatever. So, it'll be yeah. fine, even if I don't get a set appointment. Um. So, Yeah. So that's it. That's what I'm seeing. Other stuff that's going on at PAX, though. Apparently, Ark Survival Evolved, they're going to have a 16-foot T-Rex. By their oh, yeah. Dude, that yeah. thing is so cool. So cool. <laughs> Did they have Ooh, it at PAX was, East? Yeah, it's giant. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the line to get on it to get a picture taken was really long. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I am not surprised there. But another <laughs> thing that's happening is that um, Wargaming... Is going to be smashing things with tanks. And uh, their little note about smashing things, you know, came to me. It's like, we're going to be smashing things with tanks, all caps. So that's happening 
I tried to think like where in the world they would be doing this. They said it's happening on the, the corner of 8th and Pine. And there is a parking lot there. So I guess maybe that's where they're doing it. But they're going to be giving rides. They're going to run over all kinds of crap like a piano and a porta potty and you name it. Um, so, yes, yeah, so you don't even have to. Wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you don't have to be even. I mean. Yeah. Eighth and Pine is like right in the middle of downtown. I know it's that's, a it's a block away. The that's con- amazing from the convention yeah. center. And I was looking at looking it up on a map. Now there is a parking lot there, so I'm assuming that must be that's it. where yeah. they're going to do it. But yeah, when I first saw that too, I'm like, Eighth and Pine? Are you serious? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you're going to be running over some people no problem, as exactly. well. Well, yeah, I bet you they'll have. Security when they're running over a porta potty with a tank. <laughs> I hope so. But I'm. I want to. I can't wait to see the vines and the Instagrams and like the yeah. Twitter videos. Yeah. Like just because that is just going to be so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you're in Seattle and you couldn't get tickets to PAX, you can still go witness this tank extravaganza. No. No PAX badge required for that one. I think you owe it to yeah. yourself if you're in Se- if you're in the Seattle area, um, you owe it to yourself to see a tank run over a porta potty. Yeah, like I'm you being know, real. It, it's funny every, every year I've gone to PAX the last few years, and um, I'll in my other life, my regular life, I'll run into people and they'll say, "Did you see those people down there downtown?" And they were all dressed up in costumes. And what the heck? <laughs> What's going on with our world? And I'm like, well, it's PAX. What are you talking about? That's what we do every year. Yeah. And they're like, huh? And what? What's that? It's a, it's a completely different world, right? Yes, yes. To some people. Like, they have no clue what's happening. Yeah. But it's fun. It's fun to go to. Yeah. I'm super excited, too. Uh, Anna has had has had fun. I'm hoping she's going to have fun again this year. We had her leashed last year. But we gave our leash to one of our friends who has a two-year-old child because they probably need it more than we did. So she won't be leashed this year. So that might be a challenge. So we'll just have to see. I'm going to have her in the afternoon on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday because Monday is a holiday, which means she won't go to school. Um, so yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Last year, she just wanted to go yeah. into the, um, uh, I forget the name of the company. She just wanted to go paint some miniatures. Like they had a whole room where you can go in, you buy a miniature, and then they have paint set up for you to be able to paint it. She wanted to do that like five times last year. So I have a oh, feeling that's good. Yeah, we'll at probably- least she's in one place. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Is she is she better this year about not running off? She probably is. Right? Quite a bit better. Yeah, I would think so. Okay. Like she's um she's still getting scared by by lots of things. Like one of the things. That scared her the most in finding Dory was the fact that Dory got lost. Like, that was the scariest right, yeah. thing to her. So, so hopefully that means she's not going to run away from me because she will fear that she gets lost. Um, anyhow, so we'll you see. You can leverage that, goes. that by scaring the crap out of her before you yeah. get there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that's PAX. There'll be coverage going up on Pixelkin as it is happening. So, uh, so yeah. So stay tuned, Pixelkin. By the time you hear this podcast, the show will be in full swing, and it'll be fun. Hopefully, and I won't catch. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'll be checking yeah. in. That sounded that sounded kind of like you were telling yourself it was going to be fun. <laughs> like you weren't sure, but it's kind of like 
it'll be fun, guys, because you're going on a field trip to, like, a museum that's under construction. And you're like, you know, it'll be fun. Maybe it'll be fun. You know? It'll be great. It is It is fun, but yeah. it's also crazy and yeah. tiring. And it work. It's all those things, right? Yeah. yeah. It's work. Yeah. I mean, yeah. usually, like I say, like, leading up to these conventions, when I was going to them all the time, was like, oh, it's tiring and not looking forward to it. But then once you get there, it really is fun. Because you get caught mm-hmm. up in the vibe and all that kind of stuff. So I'm sure yeah. I will be very excited on Friday. Yeah. I can't wait to hear your story. Are you going to write a story about Amy Henning? Absolutely. Keynote? Yes. All right. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah. All right. So let's go into some other news. So last week we told you that No Man's Sky is super popular, which you probably have heard of it because it's super popular. It had 220,000 concurrent users on steam but now it's not so popular anymore <laughs> the concurrent user numbers have dropped by 90 percent which is uh, a big drop off i mean you expect a drop off after a game's release but 90 percent that's huge pretty sad yeah that's so. driving off a cliff <laughs> <laughs> exactly kind of. yeah mm. so um so we have our pixelkin review is up on pixel pixelkin now it's written by eric watson um i talked about how the game is just kind of meh for me uh isaac's still enjoying it so hey whatever but um but yeah if you search online you can find lots of stuff like people sort of um, not thinking it was what they it wasn't what they thought it was going to be and things like that there are even people trying to like get steam and sony to change their refund policies so that they get mm-hmm. refunded for it but that's silly mm-hmm. like come on guys if you well i don't know how hard it is to get a steam refund but i feel like i deserve one because i can't even get the game to load yes so. that's, yeah that's entirely mm-hmm. different though these are like people yeah. who have played the game and been like this isn't what we thought it was going to be so right yeah right um, to to your question, it's not super hard, but you have to contact okay. the customer service department. Yeah, yeah. And I would do that. Well, I'll do that, yeah. Sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it worked better on PS4 than on uh, PC, right? Uh, I, I believe I so. I mean, the PC yeah, launch was just better. terrible. Like, terrible. The, the game wouldn't yeah. work for anybody. For the first couple days after launch, uh, PS4 didn't have that problem at all. So, hashtag PC right. Master Race, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. So, uh, so what? What do you guys think of No Man's Sky, listeners out there? Send us an email to hello at pixelkin Love to hear from you. Stephen, were um, you going to say something? I I was. Uh, I. <laughs> It's weird to me that this game has fallen off of a cliff in such a way. I don't think I've ever heard or seen a game suffer this way. Yeah. But I've never seen a game experience this while still knowing at least a half a dozen or more people. Like, normally when a game is, like, this bad, quote-unquote, it's derided by everybody. Uh But I know personally... At least a half a dozen of people who view this as a transcendent game. Yeah. Even with uh-huh. all of its problems. And I know a bunch of people that thought it was fine. Yeah, that's um, kind of where I am. Yeah. Fine is the opposite of terrible, right? Like, uh-huh. it is. Yeah. There are, and so I think this is one of those situations where it is so popular 
to just trash on this game mm. that everybody's doing it and mm. it's just the internet dogpile effect. Yeah. I think it's I think that you're the the traffic drop off is that a lot of people just don't want to be seen playing it. It's almost like you you can't, you know, that kind of thing. Um whereas I think over time, I think this game is going to have a longer tail. Uh, because I think a lot of people that there are a lot of people that just casually like this game and just want to chill out and see wacky animals and we know they're going to be updating the game so i think this yeah. is going to have a longer tail and a lot of those people um are going to come back to it in a year and it's uh-huh. going to be a very different game or it's going to get a couple of big old updates and they're going to come in and then it might actually be the game that they want it mm. um because right now this is a not super this is a minimum viable product it's yeah. basically like pokemon go like mm. it's a minimum viable product lots of people jumping into it lost some people but a lot, those, most of those people still have the game. You know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think I think we'll be saying something different. I, I almost want to like I want I almost want to revisit this topic in a year and see yeah. what has changed because I bet you a, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they release like a big update uh, for the PS4 one, I'd really be into taking a look at it, but. For me, it's just the worlds are just too empty. Like, it just got boring really fast. And, you know, I have limited time to play games. So, you're not, if this game does not seem very exciting to me, then I'm not going to continue to play it. But, like, it's, it's, it's fine, basically. Like, that, that's my meh yeah. is like, it's whatever. Fine. You know, it's fine. Yeah. Um, fine. But, like I said, Isaac really likes it. So, you know, yeah. I mean, we are divided it's... in our household. And but you're not really though, right? No, because you no, think it's really. fine, you know. And that's what I think. And and I'm not trying to call you out, right? Like I mean, it's you're divided to a degree, right? Like yeah. you don't love it, yeah. but it's not like he thinks it's amazing and you think it's trash. He thinks right. it's amazing and you think it's fine. Yes. Which um, a lot of people seem to for a lot of people on the internet for whatever reason seem to think that good means bad. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, it's the whole idea, like, neither of our sites use review scores, mm-hmm. because it, they would see an 8 and be like, this is garbage. And it's like, no, no, there's more to it than that. You know what I mean? Yes. This mm-hmm. is a similar situation. All these people are playing this game that's like a solid 7 or 8, mm-hmm. and yeah. they're freaking out. And it's like, guys, stop. Yes. <clears throat> they Enjoy have things. unreasonable expectations, don't you think, Stephen? I mean, yes. To start with, yeah. yeah. Uh, so and got disappointed. I, I the, clearly the hype train on this one got way out of control. Um, Hello Games, being a twelve-person team or something like that, mm-hmm. did not have a dedicated PR team, and yeah. Sony did not help them. Uh, so I really feel like Sony left them out to dry. I know, you know, listening to some of the podcasts that have been talking about No Man's Sky over the last couple of months, a lot of people are throwing Hello Games entirely under the bus. I don't think that's entirely fair. They're a 12-man team that made, uh, by all accounts, a good AAA game. Yes. Um, Extremely impressive for that small of a team. Extremely impressive. And Sony trotted them out on the E3 main stage, what, three years in a row? Mm -hmm. Uh, Two years in a row? They... You know, they sent out press releases and they did IGN first and they did all this stuff to try and make mm-hmm. everyone believe that this game was like the second coming. Mm-hmm. And that's not what it was ever going to be. It's, yeah. It was going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. And they, kn- but, and what frustrates me about this is they knew 
They had to have known that this game was going to be good because they pay reviewers, they pay old journalists to come in and like review their games, do the pre-review process. They know, they knew that this wasn't going to be a 10. They knew. They probably knew months ago. Hmm. So why? Like, it's just, so I, I actually put the blame on some of the hype getting completely out of control on Sony. A lot of people are blaming the press, whatever. Yeah. You, you put, I, put up an article about No Man's Sky on Engage Family Gaming, which is, and No Man's Sky is not even kind of in our wheelhouse, and it did quadruple the traffic of anything else I put out that week, because wow. it's No Man's Sky. I can only imagine that it would what it would have done on IGN, and you tell right. me, if they are 100% responsive to traffic, if they put up a thing yes. and it gets big numbers, they're going to do it 20 more times. From twenty, uh-huh. from every single one of their people, they're going to do a video, three podcasts, 14 articles, and three dudes and a girl sitting on a couch. I mean, that's uh-huh. what they do. Yep. So you, you can't blame them because they're just responding to the, to the, what the audience wants. Yeah. You know, they have, yeah. I mean, so your assessment yell, of you know, IGN is absolutely accurate. Although I would say now you'll probably see 14 or 15 videos as opposed to articles because no one seems to like to write anything over there anymore. I <laughs> still see a lot of written stuff. Yes. But, but you would, but you're right. Okay. So here's what I would see. I would see for every one article, I would see four videos, two <laughs> podcasts, and maybe uh, like an like an audiobook version of of the article. Um, but part of that's because video is so popular. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I started doing the EFG Evening News Update is because people actually give a crap about that. Whereas no, yeah. you know, pe- not necessarily as many people want to read what I have to write. Um, so that's why I stopped. You know, they, so I can understand why they've done that. Yeah. They've responded to what the audience wants, and that's the same thing with No Man's Sky, and that's why they talk. I mean, when GTA came out, so I have a GTA Five review that was written by a freelancer. Someone I, I call her a freelancer. She worked with me at the time. It came out the you know a week after GTA Five came out, mm-hmm. like the the Xbox 360 version. Yeah, I still get fifty hits a week on that one article. Yeah. So hmm. like. But I'm not, I mean, I, if I were listening, I would write more about GTA, but like, that's dumb. <laughs> um, you know, I just had someone volunteer, you know what I mean? So they're yeah. going to do the same thing. I mean, they know what works and they just keep hitting it. So that's yeah. not them. It's definitely not a chicken or the egg thing. Like they wrote right. an article because their responsibility is to cover everything. And then they go crazy when we as the population go crazy. So Sony could have stopped this. They could have controlled the message. Hello Games could have maybe toned it down a little bit, but Sean Murray wasn't the best at yeah. being very clear, uh, probably because he was being, you know, advised what to do. And he doesn't know. He's not a PR guy. Yeah. This is, I, fe- I feel yeah, bad for a lot of people, but. The developers, like, you know, game developers don't really know much, if anything, about PR. I did PR marketing for an independent developer and. Man, <laughs> the wrangling that I had to do with some people, you know, before they went to interviews and all that kind of stuff was, oh, was man. difficult. So, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> controlling the messaging. Yes, like, exactly. We're because every, I mean, the way with the way press is, yeah, and just the way that the media works. I mean, one law you you could have one real solid interview where your guy or girl is going to sit with you know Brian Altano 
mm-hmm. over at IGN, and he's going to do an interview, like a real legit interview, get some information, or you know, one of the written guys or whatever, and then 50 other sites are going to source off of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to be like extra next level clear on what you say, knowing that 50 articles are going to be like, oh, well, according to an interview with IGN, blah, 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 blah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I ranted yeah. a lot. I, no, I'm mad at okay. Sony. I blame them for the No Man's Sky debacle. Um, we'll talk about it in a year. I bet you it's going to be a better game than, in a year than it is now by a lot. Yeah. All right. Cool. You're going to take a bet on that? Nope. <laughs> right. I don't bet with, I don't, I have one outstanding bet with your boss. Um, because the opportunity cost was relatively low. I got a mower postage stamp for, uh, on a lawn. I don't even remember what that was about, this, but it's also a 20 year bet. So. Yeah, but there's right. no was, way I'm. It was esports in the Olympics. Oh that yeah, was, definitely. Yeah. That's that was the easiest trip to Japan I ever earned. Easiest trip to Japan ever. I've in never gone to Japan years. in 20 years. Sure, sure, whatever. Easiest I ever earned. Okay. Um, well, all right. So, um, so last week we talked about this. Was it last week or the week before? I think it was last week about. I don't um, know. <laughs> Patrick Soderlund, who from EA has like said, maybe we're sort of looking at remastering Mass Effect. And then IGN has this hour and a half long video interview with Peter Moore, who says, absolutely not. That is not happening. We don't want to go back. We want to look at the future. Although this doesn't make any sense. He is saying that releasing, remastering the original Trilly was going to take attention away from Andromeda. No, it would not. If you release it this holiday season and everybody gets all hyped about it again, it's going to be really good for Andromeda. So, I don't know. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, because no, like- no video game executive has ever bold-faced lied. Never. Yeah, I know. It's never I happened. Mean, mm-hmm. That's... <laughs> That's what I was saying. It's like they they could very much be pulling a Game of Thrones like for the last season. Trotted every single cast member, every producer, every everyone out in all of their press. Jon Snow is dead. Jon Snow is dead. Jon Snow is dead. And they were all lying. So, yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> hey, the season has been over for a month and a half, maybe two months. I'm sorry. If you haven't seen it already... That's your problem. Although, um, and if you have commentary, you can uh, send that to hello at pixelkin.org if what she just did made you mad. Um, you can you can send your love I letters. Know, I know people who are still watching like season three. Oh, but well, you know what? I'm going to have to put a big old spoiler label on everything now, Nicole, just because of you. God, you're going to put I all mean, this work on honestly, it? Honestly, though, like, even if the people haven't seen it, like, how would you be avoiding that information? I you agree. Know? Like, I agree. There's yeah. no way. Um, but what I was going to say there is, like, you know, they are all said, like, oh, Jon Snow is dead. But technically, that was the truth at the beginning of the season. He just got brought back no. to life. So I don't know if they're trying to be like, hey, we'll just use this technicality. We won't actually be Maybe. lying. So <laughs> anyhow. Maybe. So I think it's entirely possible that that's what EA is doing uh, with Mass Effect, and they're going to roll out on October right before Black Friday and be like, hey, guess what? So mm-hmm. anyhow, we'll yeah, see. Maybe. This is going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> it may not happen now. I'll accept that. It might not happen this year. It may happen after Andromeda. Mm-hmm. EA likes money. Yes, I know. That's it. This is printing money. They're going to do it. He just Peter Moore, 
stop it. Just stop. Right. <laughs> yes. The other Just funny stop. thing is, is she's basically saying like, you know, we're not going to, you know, spend money farming our franchises or whatever. And I would just say, please see The Sims. If you want to talk about farming a franchise, that thing is the worst of ever. Like, each new version has at least five expansion packs that were exactly the same for the previous version. They're just releasing them again. So, like... Sims 3 had 11 expansion packs. They basically did everything that I could imagine that they could do with Sims 3. Sims 4, starting over from scratch again. What's their first expansion pack? Oh, you can go downtown and meet people. That was the first expansion pack for the original Sims. Sims 3 had that built into it. So, anyhow, that's my Sims rant. You don't like, you don't like Sims 4? Is that, is that what I'm getting? You hate Sims 4? I don't hate it. It's fine. It's just... It's like... After playing with all of these expansion packs in Sims 3 and having all these options and all the stuff, you go back and you can not leave your house again. Like, you can just walk down the street and that's it. Like, there's no city. There's no anything. It's just, you know, like, why do I want to go back to this? And, you know, they touted it as being some, like, real, you know, huge changes. And, I mean, it looks prettier and there are a few more uh, options in there. But gameplay-wise, it's just not not even L- close. Lindy, you so. know what I'm hearing? I'm hearing that she hates The Sims. That's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we'll add it to the list, Stephen. Right. Add yeah. to the another, list. Another, and also, too, like, I was trying to, I was trying to uh, prove to you that I don't hate Nintendo because I'm wearing, can you see my shirt? Oh, my oh. goodness. That's a Legend of Zelda shirt. <laughs> Yay. Yes. See? I don't hate Nintendo. You're I, I, I mean, listen. In your face, Stephen. <laughs> literally. Yeah, literally. Well, not exactly literally. She's in, Se- you guys are in Seattle. I'm in Connecticut. Yeah. Okay. Literally on video, though. You can on see video. It. Definitely. I believe you. Listen, for those that, because we don't video this, uh, for anyone watching, she has a Legend of Zelda Triforce t-shirt, showed it to the webcam Pretty to cool. make sure that I was aware <laughs> nice that shirt. she is disguising her <laughs> hatred with a t-shirt. It's fine. <laughs> oh, oh. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. To be, for those li- for those playing the home game, I obviously don't think Nicole hates Nintendo. I mean, she has a soul. If you hate Nintendo, <laughs> that means you have no soul. Yeah. Um, and if yeah, you disagree with that, if you disagree with that, you can tweet at EF Gaming. Let's argue about that. Because I would purport that if you hate Nintendo, not if you don't have a Nintendo, if you hate Nintendo, you have no soul. (laughs) I Um, think you can really make a case for that. I I agree with that. Yeah. It'd be like hating Disney or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. So speaking of Nintendo, let's move into some Tendo news. So there is going to be a new Galaxy style new 3DS XL. It uh, it looks pretty yeah. cool. Um, so I want so it n- so bad. Yeah. So Nintendo tweeted about that um, a few days ago with a nice nice video of Reggie showing it off. So if you're interested <laughs> in that, it's a narcissistic story. Um, I'll tell you what, then- my body is ready for that galaxy <laughs> for that galaxy themed super Mar- uh, that galaxy themed new 3ds XL. Yes. Um, yeah, and then also this will be over uh, by the time you hear this podcast, but they're doing a completely 3DS focused Nintendo Direct 
on Thursday morning. But what we can talk about here, Stephen, I want you to make some predictions about what they're going to show so we can come back next week and see how wrong you are. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, here's the so full for everyone listening. She did not tell me that she was going to do this to me. Um, So this is legit off the cuff. And I think I'm going to be pretty okay. Um, Here's what I believe is going to happen. Um, we are going to see Dragon Quest Seven, which is coming out within the next couple of weeks. I believe we will see footage from Dragon Quest Eight, which is supposed to be coming out either later this year or the beginning of next year. I believe that we will see potentially more footage of The Last Oasis, which is the game made by I forget the dude. There's an article that I wrote for Pixelkin.org from E3. That's the one that they snuck out. The one that they snuck out, the one where I was like, "Yeah, whatever, guys. They're not. They're not going to have a a Nintendo a a Nintendo Direct for E3. They're not going to make any new announcements. LOL. Of course, they're going to make announcements, and they did. It's that one, um, which I love. Um, I honestly am not sure what else. Although I've gotten like six press uh, press releases in the last like week for this style savvy like fashion game. So maybe they'll be crazy enough to show that on a direct. Um, yeah. I bet you we'll see some uh, some sales numbers or at least a show off of uh, Monster Hunter Generations. Uh huh. Um, and I bet you we're gonna see a whole crap ton of Pokemon stuff because we're getting close. Yeah. But yes. I, other than that, I have no idea. But that's I think that's a reasonable that's a amount of yeah, of uh, predictions. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet you at least half of that's gonna come true. <laughs> Although we don't even need to put Pokemans on there because let's right, be real, yeah. if they yeah. don't put po- and I'm and I'm saying Pokemans for those listening, <laughs> my son listens to this podcast and I'm trolling him because he gets real mad when I say Pokemans. It's obviously Pokemon. I know Pokemon. I'm sorry, but I'm trolling my son, so forgive me. I have a platform to do it. I'm, I have a responsibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you so- disagree with any of that? I don't disagree with any of that, um, but I haven't been following Nintendo games all that much, so... Oh. So you yeah. so you agree by default, because it's my I thing? I agree by default, yes. I kind of wish Although Courtney that, were here so she that, and I could fight about it. That, um... Is it Lost Oasis or Last Oasis? I think it's the Last Oasis. Okay. Uh, that sounds interesting. I'm, I'm actually kind of interested in that game. It looks super adorable. Um, yeah. And it's yeah, I, I'm yeah. This that's going to be one of those games that could because I mean we're nearing the end of the 3ds, right? Like this is yeah. we're nearing. So that last year of any console is usually when some of the best games hit. Yes. Um, I mean, think The Last of Us. Think, mm-hmm. um, you know, God of War two. Yep. You know, like these are some of like that swan song for um, the for a console. That's a big deal. Um, And so the 3DS is such a well-loved and amazing piece of hardware for really for what it is, Um, especially considering it's rather humble beginnings. Right. I mean, we all remember how badly that went. You were at IGN when that happened. Right. Like everything just went south. Um, yeah. And they've recovered, and they've got this amazing piece of hardware. I cannot wait to see what they finish it up with. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I can't wait. This is going to be great stuff. I am on, I am sad that I will be at work at my day job oh. while this is happening, but I have already told the people that I work with, don't expect to hear from me too much for that hour. 
I I am <laughs> sad as well, but that's because it's just happening way too early out here. Thursday, yeah, it's at 7 a.m. for you. I know. Ew. Thursday is, like, I would be up for, like, at that time on the days that Anna goes to school. But she doesn't go to school on Thursdays, which means I get to sleep in. Nope. Thanks, Nintendo. And I have to watch it because I don't have anybody else to write about it for me. Uh, anyhow. Hmm. <laughs> <Steve>. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know any. I don't know anybody that writes about Nintendo. Um, right? Yes. So, I don't. I yeah. Whatever. I'll th- I'll think about it. We can talk about it offline. Um. I'm just being sarcastic. <laughs> right, you can yes. you can do as you please. Um. What what else do we want to talk about? Are we going to talk about Shovel Knight? Uh, sure. I had a couple. A few other things. Okay. I'll, we'll related. throw Shovel Knight in later. Oh, there's more Nintendo stuff. Yeah. Wow. So, All right. So what uh, else? Yeah. So Poke Trainer. There's this new Poke Trainer app. That goes along with Pokemon Go that lets you find other people in your area to play Pokemon Go with, which is pretty cool. Um, that's basically all it does. Oh, it serves as a pedometer, too, so that you can know actually like how much you're doing physical exercise as opposed to which places you are walking to. So I like it. So, yeah, so it's iOS only um, at this point. So, yeah, you're up for that. Go... Uh, Go check it out. The, the trailer for it is actually pretty funny. It's like this guy holding a Pokeball, and it's like, I'm all alone. So, anyhow, it's just funny. <laughs> and then, that, um, so far, up to, the, up to that point, it sounds really depressing. I know, exactly. Does it get better? Does it get a little <laughs> bit more upbeat? Does he find somebody? Is he yes. alone? Okay, yes. good. He finds somebody. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was like, wow. That's like the <laughs> setup for the rom-com before right. we get anything else. It's just, yeah. it's like if they stopped when they hate each other. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so other th- Pokemon related, uh, Eevee is coming to build a bear. Oh my God. That is happening tomorrow. Why? When I first heard about it, they didn't say like when it was happening, but Why? it's happening tomorrow. Are they doing this to me? <laughs> Why? You have to get Eevee now, right? I assume you you got a Pikachu, right, Steven? Of course we did. We got a Pikachu. Um, But now all all three of them want Eevees. Are going to want that. And you know what? Here's what this means. You know that if Eevee sells well, there will be Eeveelution ones. Uh, Yes. For real, guys. Did you just do this to me? Did you really? (laughs) Not like a line of plushies that you can buy at Build-A-Bear. No, no, no. Legit build a bear eevee i hate you <laughs> i hate you um it already oh yeah i mean well, i mean I, and i get it they're a business their job is to take money from me and give me product i yes. can't get mad at them and simultaneously declare myself a slave to nintendo like i can't <laughs> right like so i respect them but the problem is the press release hit i'm showing ever I'm, i show my wife we're at a stoplight. I reach over. I show her the phone. My oldest son sees it on the phone, <laughs> dives into the front seat, basically, grabs it from me, and proceeds to show it to his brother and sister. And then the three of them proceed to fight over who gets the the Eevee, knowing that we're only going to get one. And the oldest already has a Pikachu. Oh. So, like, mm. that means, do I give it to the middle kid? Do I give it to the, the baby? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Why are they doing this Too to many. me? Yeah, so, first world choices there. Right, I know Steven. exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so just like you could with Pikachu, you can you don't have to go to the store and fight with kids. You can just order it online, and it'll come with some stuff that is actually exclusive to the online version, which is 
kind of strange. But anyhow, but if you do have kids and you don't mind it, I would say that the Build-A-Bear experience is pretty cool. Have you done one in the shop, Stephen? Yeah, we did yeah. Pikachu in the shop. When we okay. went there, what we did, we actually got really, we were really lucky, actually, um, because the um, the Star Wars stuff was there and was on, like, mega sale, because mm. we really didn't want to get three, like, full price things, so yeah. um, our oldest got a Pikachu and the hoodie and, you know, whatever, and we did that, yeah. and that legitimately is a business expense because we use it in Instagram photos and all sorts of stuff. It's like a character as part of uh, the EFG coverage, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> my middle son got a bear that was a stormtrooper. Cool. Um, and our youngest uh, has Darth Maggie. Right. Right, so you have mentioned that on the podcast before. And she, um, she loves it. Sits yeah. in her bed whenever she is not there protecting it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, she loves that thing. And it, no, that, the experience of going to Build a Bear, if, if they're good quality toys too. I mean, yeah, this is the thing. Yeah. Like, you're you can buy a crap stuffed animal, and it's going to disintegrate in a year, especially if they play with it. Um, yeah, the they are well made, and if your kids really like them, I mean, if you don't do it, it for no reason. Yeah, right. Like, I don't think that anybody should go there for a bear. Right, like, just yes. whatever. But if it's, especially if it's a character that you like, like one of the ponies or the Star Wars characters, whatever, um, I think it's absolutely, the Pikachu is amazing. So if they re-release Pikachus, I think everybody needs to go get one of those. Um, they're really well made, real sturdy. Um, our middle son has a monkey that he got because he loves monkeys uh, when he was two. And he's going mm. on seven, and that thing is still going. And he yeah. brings that thing yeah. everywhere. Wow, that's cool. So, yeah, that's we had, great. We did it. This is so it's funny to me. I'm sure it'll be funny to other dads as well. So I took Anna to the mall before Father's Day, and we like to let her pick out gifts that she gives us for our birthdays or for Mother's Day or Father's Day. Like, we just let her pick. You know, as long as it's not something that's like $2,000 or whatever, <laughs> then we do it. So she decided that she wanted to give my husband Dory because Dory was in Build-A-Bear at that time. And uh, so we went in there and I'm <laughs> like, honey, is this really for daddy or is it for you? And she's like, no, no, it's for daddy. But legit, like, it's still in our bedroom. Like, when she comes in to wake us up at times, and she sees it sitting on the end table and not on the bed, she she will tell my husband that he needs to snuggle with it. That's what it's there for. That's why she got it for him. It's a snuggle. Um, yeah, that's great. Have, yeah. My kids have never done that. Can I ask, though... So one of the cool parts about like making a stuffed animal at Build a Bear is like they put the they like when they're injecting the the fluff the stuff yeah they kind of yeah. put the stuff like in the arms and the legs it's kind of neat like Dory is basically just a solid thing yes so yes, that was she is. probably not so much of a deal it was just just a fish believe it or not they actually had some trouble stuffing her um. I think because she was just a big solid thing, like the opening for the stuffing was just kind of, what is the stuffing? I don't know. But the little talking stuff, the thing that says like three lines or whatever, they were having problems getting that into Dory at the place where the button is supposed to be pressed. And uh, hmm. so that's, that's what the problem was. Yeah. And then, of course, Anna wanted to throw in the heartbeat and all this of other course. kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Only the best for dad. I know. <laughs> he was he was just so kind of like 
what is this? <laughs> and he opened it. I'm like, she picked it. <laughs> That's what she wants. It's very sweet. It's it is very sweet. sweet. It is absolutely, it is absolutely adorable. Yeah. But man, I can understand why that would probably get kind of irritating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't yell at him a lot. It's, it's, it's infrequent, but it does happen. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So Steven, what's this about Shuffle Night you wanted to talk about? So, um, first, if you don't know what Shovel Night is yet, um, go buy it for something that you own and go play it because it's required reading as far as I'm concerned. Um, it is the best Mega Man slash Castlevania game made in a very long time. Um, we, there was a, uh, it was made by Yacht Club Games, was a very successful Kickstarter, one of the first real successful video game Kickstarters. Uh, the game is designed to kind of capture some of the design aesthetic of previous classic 8-bit games and kind of bring them into the modern era, and you play as a knight who fights with a shovel. I'm not even joking, you fight as a knight who plays with a shovel. Now... Um, what they, some of the, the Kickstarter was super successful. And one of the things that they were going to say is that you were going to be able to play the campaign as different bosses. So, um, they just gave us the announcement that, um, the, they've already released Plague Knight, uh, which was you play as the game as Plague Knight, who is very different. He drops bombs at his feet and it kind of propels you. It's very different, plays the game completely different, much harder. Um, they have finally given us information about Spectre Knight. Uh, and his game campaign, which will be coming out very soon. But the big change is that they were going to be implementing all sorts of new updates. And pr- up until recently, they were doing them one at a time. They did Spectre Knight all by itself. Um, and it took a very long time. Now, uh, they have, it appears they've kind of reorlined their staff and are working on all of the updates at once. Mm-hmm. Spectre uh, Knight will be coming out soon. They don't have a date for it yet. However, it will be coming. It will be free for anyone who owns any version of the game. Um, and then the, um, and then the, uh, King Knight will be coming shortly thereafter, along with a multiplayer battle mode and various other things. I am very, very excited for this game. For this update, I rather. Call. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. <laughs> um, Shovel Knight, the year that it came out, which I don't remember, it was, uh, one, it was definitely one of my games of the year, if not my game of the year. Shovel Knight is absolutely amazing. Have either of you ever played Shovel Knight? I have not, no. but I don't really like, uh, I don't really like Metroidvania games. It's not a Metroidvania game. It's a Mega you just Man said game. it was like Castlevania. Nope, nope, nope. nope. I said it was like you, a Mega Man you Castlevania. Said, <laughs> you said Castlevania. Ca- and Castle- I, I mean, I don't really care for Mega Man either. This is not the All type right, well, of game that I it's not your to jam. play. It's not your no, jam. Yeah. It is specifically not a Metroidvania game. It's okay. it's for specific stages. It's like Castlevania 1, 2, and 3, as opposed to the new, like... You know, the, the post Super Metroid Castlevania mm. games where they were like, hey, wait, we could make an explorable map. And no, it's not that. It's very linear levels, um, difficult platforming challenges. This game, I watched a speed run, run of it during Games Done Quick. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Um, <laughs> this is, I mean, it's a very, it, it, what I love about this game is that it is very difficult, um, mm. but it is not punishingly so. And uh, you learn a lot while playing it about how platformers work, etc. And by mm. playing it as different characters that move differently, um, you it's amazing how well designed the various maps are. Um, mm. Because 
the characters play completely differently, and you have to approach each level differently and each specific screen differently. Um, so I am. It is a testament to game design. So I say this specifically: if you are a, if you have a teenager who or you know that says, "I want to get into game design," um, play Shovel Knight. And play it as all the different characters so that you can understand how you can have a level that is designed to accommodate all of these different movement types and varieties. I think you'll learn people, it, they could do worse than to spend a couple of weeks studying that. Mm. Huh. Yeah. I could see that. Um, okay. Yay, Shovel so, Knight. Yay, Shovel Knight. Right, let's, let's move into, um, to what we're playing. Uh, Linda, do you want to start us off? What have you been playing? World of Warcraft. Oh, right. Yes. Oh, right. Even. Yes. You went I back. Your, How many years has it been back. since you've been in there? Um, I was thinking about that. I was at BlizzCon in 2010, and then I think I played another year and a half or so after that. Mm. So it's been a while. Yeah. So I, I went um, down, you know, re-upped actually i don't think i'd ever canceled my subscription which is really dumb you were but, their uh, favorite customer no taking no, no bandwidth no kidding. i have no a story kidding. about that that I, that maybe i probably shouldn't tell you but i will we'll, <laughs> but we'll do that offline about a subscription that i did in college using a credit card that i promptly forgot about and didn't want to talk about and found out three years later that i was paying 39.99 a month for a thing Oh my God! You want to add it up? And when my wife found out, I was in trouble for two reasons. Anyone listening, you can figure out maybe what I was subscribed to. <laughs> uh, it was college, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it was college. Yeah. I was their favorite customer. Right. So Blizzard loved you <laughs> for five yeah, years. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but I went. I went on there, and all my characters were gone. Oh no! Um, yeah. Um, but it just turned out they weren't appearing on the character list and Chris came over and helped me get all set up and reminded me about everything. Cause I'd forgotten, <laughs> like even how to run, you know, my character around basically. I was having like and, palpitations um, when she said all her characters were gone. I was like, <laughs> I know it was, it was awful. Okay. I mean, my, my level 85 mage that I love to play. Um, so I went and did some of those, um, events that you were talking about where you can uh, level up really fast. Yep. I did some of that with her and then I started a demon hunter. And so I'm, uh, I'm almost to level 100 with the demon hunter. And Chris made me order a special mouse <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I can't even, figure the right and left button out <laughs> quite right. And you're now you've got me a mouse with like 15 buttons on it. I don't know, <laughs> yes. but I got we'll one of see. those for Isaac at one point. Yeah. It literally has like 10 buttons. There's like a scroll. Those, those are the best. Those are the best. That's what he says. That's what he says. So, but he's promised to help me. So that's cool. I, I think it's sweet that he's willing to kind of, play with me yeah even though Good. i'm not the best you know did you use your free level 100 boost on anybody yet or are you just chilling with that for a while yeah i i'm chilling i'm chilling <laughs> i'm i'm chilling until i figure out the lay of the land here but that's a good but call i'm liking it it's yeah. fun it's fun i'm having a good time cool. it's good. fun to go back yeah yeah. Okay, so so I know that that's a very consuming game. So is that all you've been playing, yeah, Linda? That is all. All right, that would be it. Okay, and I'm not even. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
Okay, well, let's jump over to Steven then, because Steven's been playing WoW, too. Yeah. How much do you like this Legion thing, Steven? Is it um, how about okay, this? or... Um, no, I think it's real good. I think it's real good. And here's what I'm going to say. Um, it is... I want to articulate this correctly and fairly. Um, I think Legion prov provides the absolute best returning point to the game for lapsed players I have ever seen in a video game yeah. in my life. Hmm. Yeah. It's fun to be able to uh, just get right up to speed right yeah. away. It's so, really fun. Yeah. The biggest reason for that is... So, here's the, the elevator pitch for the expansion. Here's the new stuff. Demon Hunter class whatevs, right? We all killed Illidan back in, you know, Burning Crusade. Or if you, if you didn't, you know who he was. You you are not prepared. That whatever. So his peeps are the demon hunters. That's a new class. Night elves on the alliance. Blood elves on the horde. Everything's fine. Everybody's happy. Um, the other main features are ten more levels, a new zone. But that's normal. The big thing that I love the most, the absolute most, is two things. One. So I guess two things are my favorite things that I love the most. <laughs> one is, like, one of the first quests you get, outside of doing, like, the cool plot stuff, where you get put in a raid with people from all sorts of different servers, and it's just absolute chaos, and it absolutely feels like the heroes of the Alliance and the heroes of the Horde that don't know who each other are, but they're just there to save the day, just show up on a boat with, like... The King of Stormwind and, and like oh. basically all the dudes from like King Mechatork. You know that guy because you play Hearthstone. Basically all the dudes <laughs> from Hearthstone are there, right? And you just run through a raid and you're like, I'm going to fight these demons. And oh my goodness, there's a cutscene. And wow, we just crest over this hill and there's this army of, of like freaking demon soldiers. And it's like, what? And then at the end, like the whole thing, they just keep cutting scenes and there's I've never seen anything like it before. And at one point you fight this giant demon boss that you're on one hill and he's fighting you. And then you look over to the right and it and the horde players are there and they're over there fighting with Sylvanas and just like and the here cool. like the NPCs on our side and Sylvanas are like talking crap to each other. Like, hey, wow. now it's your turn. You gotta and she's like, <laughs> I'll do your job for you, puny alliance, and it's amazing. <laughs> And then they spit you out into a place, and you start searching for these artifacts. Um, now, the artifact weapons are probably one of the biggest features of the game outside of the plot. Basically, they give you your weapon this game. Mm. Um, mm. They give you your weapon. You basically start researching it, and you go on a quest to find it. I downloaded the expansion last night. This is being recorded on a Wednesday. On Tuesday, within three hours, I... Started as I used my level 100 boost, create a female dwarf mage named F Guardia, E F G A R D I A, ha, um, because that's how I do. Um, and within three hours, I had an artifact staff. Um, and basically, the idea is you have this crazy epic weapon that looks ridiculous, they're all amazing art, and they're animated, and they're crazy cool. Even if you don't, without setting foot in a raid, I did it by myself. There was not a single time where I needed another human being to help me. Um, you get it, and then as you complete quests and do stuff, 
beat bosses, whatever, you earn artifact points, basically, that you can spend to upgrade your weapon. Um, but even if you never upgrade it, it's still really good. Um, cool. And they are, there's one for every specialization for your class, so I was a wizard, so I could choose an arcane, a flame, or a frost staff. Man, is it super cool. Um, and the best part, forget all that, that's just neat. Um, you pick a character, you start, it start it, it, like I leveled up a hun- level 100 to a mage. I, I had never played a mage before. I've literally never played a non-healing class in this game, but I made a DPS class. I wanted to see what it was like. DPS meaning damage per second. That means a I m- m- turbo murder guys character. Um, they put you on the this de- basically the deck of the helicarrier. It's legit the helicarrier. I don't care what anybody says. It was legit the helicarrier from the Avengers. And this guy is like, and now I'm going to teach you how to be a mage. So here's how you do this. And so you start, and it's like, shoot a frost bolt at this target dummy, and shoot a frost lance at this target dummy, and then use this stuff, and then go fight these two guys. And so it teaches you everything you need to know. And it drops the icons onto your bar. Now, it doesn't teach you everything, right? Like, mages have sheep. That's polymorph. Basically, you turn an enemy into a sheep. It's crowd control. You don't have none of that. Like, you have it, but you don't know. It doesn't teach you. Eventually, I was like, I'm fighting like five guys. Why don't I have sheep? And then I realized it's because they just didn't teach me how to use it. But they give you enough that you can play and do damage. And then as soon as you're done with your quest, the whole ship gets attacked by the Burning Legion. And it's just, you got to fight demons everywhere. And... (laughs) And it get and you got to learn because you got to learn how to escape because some of them chase you and you got to learn how to contribute damage to bigger things without taking threat and having them chase you down and you're all by yourself. Um, and so and if you die, you just show up on the other side of the boat again. Um, so like zero pain, zero like it's it's amazing. So for people who played maybe maybe you never played and you're intimidated and you've been like oh I don't want to do this, buy it. It's 20 bucks for the base game, $50 for Legion. It levels you up to level 100. You can make an alt to play the lower level stuff eventually if you want to see it, which you should. It's really cool. I'm doing that on another character. But it teaches you how to play the game and gets you right up to speed. You can start playing the game with your friends. This is the best start, the best rejoining or joining point they've had in a very long time. Mm. A+. plus. Cool. Yeah. Well, they need that because they, they lost a do. lot of players. So that's uh, good. They yeah. lost a lot, but they're not suffering. Yeah, it's still yeah. making money. True, they still but, have like yeah. five million, right? It still yeah. amazes me that this game is still going. Like, when was it first released? Two thousand and four. Two thousand and four. Yeah, and they're, it's been a this long is the sixth time. expansion. Um, yeah, I, as part of this project, and I've talked about it, you know, et cetera. The, I'm I'm back on my old server playing with the guild that I used to raid with. Mm-hmm. Some of the same people are in that guild. Yeah, like we were making mm-hmm. jokes about stuff that happened ten years ago. <laughs> um, and we're not, fun. and that's yeah. not even at launch because yeah. the game, you know. So this is a game with a lot of history, um, and. That that can be intimidating to people, but this is a great way to start and catch in. You get a level 100 character, you can experience all that old content. Just go back and play it. You can play all the old raids. You can play all the old dungeons. You could at a level 100, you can just roll into the level 60 stuff that you used to hear your friends yeah. talk about back in the day and just destroy it. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah, cool. That'd be fun. Okay, anything else, Stephen? Um. Uh, 
I mean, I did a, I did my homework and I played the first hour of Beyond Good and Evil HD, which is really good. I, I was just playing it before we started recording. I don't know how long I played it for, but I was I was playing it. Yeah, it's cool. The is camera it, is really irking me. Camera is terrible. Oh my god! Is it irking you, making you sick, or uh, I'm just it's, curious? It's, it's, I'm just getting really annoyed with it. And I know that, like, this is an older game, and, you know, cameras were not that great back when this game was released. And just, you know, so used to having one that responds well to me. And sometimes this one, like, you can't even turn it when you need to turn it. And sometimes it just shows up in, like, crazy angles where you can't see anything. And anyhow, so I like the game. Uh. I like the content. I like the game. The camera is just really, really irritating me. So. That sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what so have you been, been playing? Uh, so, besides that, I uh, played more of Four Sided Fantasy. This is a game I was talking about uh, last week a little bit. This game yeah. is really, really cool. It is really, really hard. And it makes you have to think about things in a whole new way, which, you know, it's good to do from time to time. But, yeah. But, yeah, not for the faint of heart. I mean, you know, it's the, it's the whole. <clears throat> uh, screen wrap type thing. So, you know, you think of the screen as a sphere. You run off one side, you're going to come back on the other side. But it's not just left and right. It's up and down and diagonal and everything. And you really have to be paying attention to every single thing on the screen and maybe taking two steps back and seeing how that changes things. So, um, so yeah, it's really uh-huh. hard, but it was really good. Um, my review is up on Pixelkin now. So if you, if you like a challenge and you like to kind of take your brain in a different direction, then this is definitely a good game for you. Um, and then what else? Uh, Hearthstone, obviously. Season is ending today. I think I'm at a really low level because I was trying to finish this quest with Warlock and I just was using one of my old decks. I'm just getting slaughtered. Um, but yeah, season ends t- today. Well, this is Wednesday. By the time you hear this, this new season will have started. So uh, it's funny, my husband didn't play it all this season. Like, seriously, at all. But then I got a quest to play a friend, and so I made him uh, play against me. Um, so, yes, yeah, so there's uh-huh. that uh, Puzzle and Dragons, uh, which Anna has been playing with me. She likes to play it all the time. I posted a video on Facebook of Anna playing Puzzle and Dragons, and I am installing on my Xbox One right now Professional Farmer 2017 <laughs> because I am writing about farm games. So I have to, you know, include these realistic games. But the other reason that I'm going to play this game is I'm going to evaluate it as possibly being the game that Steven has to play during Extra Life. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Professional farmer. Actually, you know, I was always, I was also thinking too, Linda, that I'm making him play that Star Stables horse riding MMO. (laughs) That, that would be funny. Yes. Yeah. So I haven't forgotten That's- Steven and I'm I'm really doing my homework trying to find the perfect game to make you play. All right. I think Star Stable I just want to make this super clear <laughs> that you're still going to know me after this. <laughs> so um and I am a vengeful soul, but a kindly vengeful soul. So okay. I I warn you that I will play yeah. whatever you make me play. And I and I am at least glad that it's something on the Xbox One, yeah, or something like that. Because if you you know making me like bust out a, a Nintendo sixty four to play Superman sixty four or something like that would just be no complicated. No, no it'll um, definitely be Xbox One or or PC Mac or whatever. So yeah, don't have to worry I am, about that. 
Super interested. I'm actually super interested in this. Um, so I, I am very interested to hear what you uh, have, what you have to say. Yes. And uh, whether or not it's my uh, choice. Right. Um, yeah, it was funny when that I first sounds, heard it. That sounds like the most boring possible game ever. I know, that's ever. what it sounds like. And, <laughs> Maybe you know, it's not. But... I was like making fun of it with Simone like back when they first announced it. And then we looked at the trailer and it's like, you know what? This kind of looks cool because it's got big strate- strategic elements that you don't have in like your Harvest Moon or Stardew Valley. Like you really have to pay attention to the weather and then fix things on your farm. Oh. That the weather messes up and, you know, all this kind of stuff. It's really kind of like this whole macro type thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, profession- but, yeah. The, the, the farmer game, like those, the big ones, this is in like the Euro Truck Simulator like in that vein, some of those games yeah. are deep as shit. Like those things are crazy. Pardon my language. Yes. Some of these games are absolutely insane. Yes. So yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward. I'm actually looking forward to playing it. This isn't just so I can p- pick it for Steven or just for my my farming article. But I am legit legit. I haven't played a real a real real hardcore like realistic farming game. So I am legitimately looking forward to doing it. And my. Huh. My hunch is that I'm really going to like it. I, I'm just—I think that that's probably going to be the case. It, that's it my prediction. Really I've been—I mean, it—it's possible, especially if you like strategy games. I mean, it's abstract strategy, right? Yeah. But it's not yeah. really because it's not something we would normally do, right? Like right. we don't normally think about strategy games as being all about like farming. Yeah. But I mean, mm. at the end of the day, it's all gameplay systems and gameplay yep. loops. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. That's going to be on my list to start playing this week. And uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or other feedback, you can send those to hello at pixelkin.org. Linda and I are from Pixelkin. Pixelkin is a site for gamers with kids. We talk about the games that you want to play when your kids are, aren't around, games that you might want to play with your kids, and games for your kids that you just don't even wish existed. Um, so you can find us on on Facebook, simply Pixelkin. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Pixelkin underscore org. Steven is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming, and they are almost everywhere on the web. But Steven, why don't you give us the rundown? Well, rather than give the rundown, let's save time. Here's what you do: okay. go to a social media cha- go to a social media website, search Engage Family Gaming. If it's there, follow it, like it, share it, etc. If it's not there, Head on over to EngageFamilyGaming.com, comment in a random article and say where I should go, or go to uh, EngageFamilyGaming.com slash community, which both Linda and Nicole have done, and uh, tell me where I should go, and then I will create an account there, and at the very least put some stuff there, um, because we want to be everywhere, because parents got to find us. Um, cool. It's also worth noting that this is not the only podcast that I participate in. I am also the host of Engage, a family gaming podcast. I'd love to have you join us. Uh, we're not quite at 67 episodes. But we're <laughs> getting close, there. though. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back with you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.